We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week one of DFS in the books and week two is here. My partner Ryan had a big week in, uh, in week one. We'll talk about that and a lot more and break down the entire week two slate. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. We appreciate you uh, either jumping on live here in the chat, jumping on live in the video, listening to the audio version, wherever it may be. We appreciate that. If you could please rate and review the podcast. That also helps us, uh, helps a lot, help people find the podcast, etc. I am Scott Jensted, uh, joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. Uh Ryan, a good start for you last week, huh? You sent me some screenshots. Sounds like week one was a winner for you. Yeah, week one uh, went well. Uh, it was interesting because the the main slate went poorly and so did Cash. Um, I, I, I didn't end up on Saquon Barkley and Cash and he was very popular. So so I lost that right away. And then uh, in the GPPs, I had a lot of Elijah Mitchell. He got hurt right away. I had a lot Ugh. of the Bengals. They were struggling. I uh, got some other things wrong. So it was looking like it was going to be a tough day. Um, but then I played some played the afternoon slate and I checked, uh, you know, I don't, I don't sweat it. I don't sweat the scores on DraftKings. I don't like watch, you know, right. I, the money go up and down and the points <laughs> go, I, I kind of know where I am. So I, so I brought it up in the fourth quarter and I was winning like $35,000 or something. I was like, wow. I mean, how is it, how is this even possible? turns out, um, not many people use the Mahomes, Kelsey, and Justin Jefferson combo, uh, sort of mm-hmm. like the three most expensive uh, players in the afternoon slate. There was other ones too, like the Raiders and the Chargers were on that slate. So they got quite a bit of ownership too. But anyways, yeah, I, I ended up finishing third in the $100 single entry and eighth in the 333. It was close to being a, a really good day, but can't complain. That's, that'll pay for pay for some entry fees for a few weeks. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. You sent me the screenshots. I was fired up. So yeah, the the uh, the moral of that story is listen to Ryan rather than me, and uh, you're you're good to go as we go forward here. But uh, no, that's awesome. It's always good to start a week one uh, really well. I just played the main slate. I had one really bad team. I had one that like hit all the all the little uh, blue uh, you know snowflakes on the thing. I had Kadarius Tony. I had Eli Mitchell. I had T Higgins. Like two of those guys got hurt. Tony played seven snaps, which is 
while wow, he looked good when he played, he got, got, got the ball twice, looked pretty electric and didn't play at all. So that was weird. But my secondary team was, uh, was actually really good. It was a, it was a Hertz, uh, Hertz and uh, Saquon team, which worked out really nicely. So uh, one good, one bad. I'll take that for week one, but uh, let's jump into week two. It's a kind of interesting. We have, uh, we, have, we have a number of games off the slate. We obviously had the Chargers and Chiefs last night, a uh, pretty good game with a lot of big names. Uh, then we got, we got Bears and Packers on Sunday night, but then we have two Monday night games. We have uh, the Titans and Bills, so all the Bills are off the slate. And then we have a really fun game in Vikings-Eagles, a lot of fun players that are then on the slate too. So it's uh, it's interesting that there's two Monday night games. It's apparently some sort of ESPN deal with their max or their minimum number of games they needed. But uh, we have 12 games on our slate, uh, seven early, five late, so a pretty good uh, even split there. Another week, Ryan, where we do not have a lot of games with high totals. We're going to have to pick and choose and find some games to, to target here, find some players to target. There are only two games that are over 48 points. We have the Cardinals and Raiders in the afternoon at 51 and a half. And uh, the game that everybody thought would be a high total, we heard, we heard the schedule, the Commanders and the Lions, uh, 48 and a half also. So, you know, a little bit uh, always helps me with a little bit of lack of defense. But uh, are you uh, are you in on Cardinals Raiders as a game we're going to talk about and stack here, as, uh, as I imagine a lot of people will be? Yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to be. Um, you know, the only game with a total over 50. And we, we just targeted these Cardinals against the Chiefs, and that worked out very well. Uh, the Raiders looked pretty good in week one. At, at least Carr and Adams looked good. Um, so, yeah, it seems like a great spot for the Raiders to put up a lot of points on the Cardinals. Uh, it'll be a popular target, but uh, it's one of those where I'm not going to overthink it again, and I, I'm – I'm definitely going to play some of that game. Yeah, I was surprised just how awesome Devontae looked, and I probably shouldn't be. I mean, the guy's been so good for so long, but like 17 targets, led the NFL in targets in week one, and you watch some of his routes, and he was just he was smoking dudes out there. Um, I just thought Carr kind of didn't play very well. He had three interceptions, a couple in the second half. Uh, so uh, he definitely focused in on Devontae, had a couple of balls he missed to Waller that would have been big plays. So um, I think it's a really nice bounce-back spot for him. You saw Mahomes. I mean, obviously Mahomes is awesome, but had zero issue with this uh, this Arizona defense. Sounds like J.J. Watt's not going to play again. He has not practiced all week, so I don't think he's going to he's gonna get in there. So that's a really good spot. How do you feel about Commanders-Lions? 48 and a half. The Lions are coming off a game with Philly where there were 73 total points that game. They lost 38-35. Washington coming off a game with 50 points. I think it was 28-22 with them in Jacksonville. Um, do you think this is uh, this is worthy of being the second highest total on the slate this week? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there isn't much else besides. There isn't. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not hard to. It's not hard to get above some of these games. Yeah. And- you know, neither of these defenses are are that great. And the Lions always seem to be in these faster paced games with a lot of points. So, it, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, it seems like it's going to be pretty popular. I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm not excited about playing Wentz or Goff. Um, uh, you know, three, the, what, 313 and four touchdowns for Wentz last week. Yeah, you know, I think those stacks are, those stacks are fine. But I'll probably just look to get a piece here or there from that game if it's going to be popular I'll, I'll look somewhere else yeah i kind of feel the same way too i think uh, a piece here and there but i don't think it's gonna be a game i'm gonna heavily attack uh we do have a lot of games with low over unders uh three especially or actually four especially stick out we've got uh the Niners and uh, Seattle, and we're going to talk about that game in a second here. I want to talk about the 49ers, but uh, that's, that's a 41. The Jets and Browns are 40. New England and Pittsburgh, a game that, you know, five years ago would have been highlighting this slate is uh, is 40. And Cincy and Dallas, obviously with the Dak Prescott injury, that's a game that I think, you know, two weeks ago would have been like, that's going to be a great game to target. We got the Bengals and the Cowboys. That's going to be at least a 51, 52, 54, somewhere in their game. 
Um, 41 and a half that game as we see Cooper Rush uh, take, taking snaps for the Cowboys. Yeah, tough to have interest in those games. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the Niners um, yeah. because there are, yeah, there's there's some interesting options in the Niners game. Trey Lance seems like he's going to be a relatively popular option, at least in cash games. Um, and then the Bengals-Cowboys, yeah, that's too bad about Dak, but yeah. it looks like it, a pretty good spot for Joe Mixon. Uh, I, you know, I see Cooper Rush having some struggles and, Bengals probably have good field position quite often, probably get a lead, probably lean on Mixon. But yeah, other, you know, other than that, I'm, I don't love those four games. Yeah, me either. They're definitely low. I mean, it's interesting because Dallas, even before Dak got hurt, looked terrible in offense too. It's not like they were rolling and then Dak got hurt. I mean, they had three points and he got hurt late in the game and, you know, kind of finished it off anyway. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's rough there. But let's jump into uh, who we think are getting popular plays this week. We'll talk, uh, talk, talk some chalk here. But first, a note from our sponsors at Bettle. Be honest, you care more about your fantasy football team than about them, but you do about your hometown team. Playing in a season-long league can sometimes feel like dating in your hometown. The same faces, year in and year out. Enter Betel. In Betel's arena, you can import your season-long lineup to play anyone on our network in a weekly match for real money. With just a couple of clicks, you'll be matched with hundreds of other players with similar lineups that can that you can choose to challenge week in and week out. We know you spend hours every week pouring over your roster, so why limit yourself? Enter the arena and send your first $10 match to receive a $50 bonus from us straight to your account. Offers only eligible for your first match. Bonus funds need to be used in future matches. It cannot be withdrawn. Go to betel.co slash rotowire. That's B-E-T-T-L-E dot C-O slash rotowire to sign up and import your team today. That's betel.co slash rotowire. See you in the arena. So, Ryan, let's talk about uh, who we think would be the popular plays. Uh, we'll get through this, uh, you know, fairly quick, kind of do one each, and then we'll get into, you know, really breaking down some stacks and and players we like. But uh, at quarterback, uh, if you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the slate here, who jumps out to me? I think it's a valuable exercise. Last week we looked at, like, Michael Pittman was so obvious at 5,500. We're like, this is just stupidly underpriced um, to the point that, like, I think you just play him and, and eat it, and he, he, he did really well. But uh, at quarterback, who do you think is uh, – who do you think is, uh, kind of sticks out to you this week as the most popular play? Yeah, I think it's going to be more spread around than usual. We don't have the expensive options that we normally have, at least the ones that people like to play, like the Josh Allens, Mahomes, Herbert, yeah. those types of guys. And um, there's some cheaper guys that are in good spots. Derek Carr, for one, uh, 6,200. I think people yeah. will look to him even in cash games. And then, uh, like I, I mentioned briefly, Trey Lance, 5,700 and home against Seattle. Now they don't have Eli Mitchell anymore. Um, and he's projected, you know, uh, relatively popular for cash games because of the rushing upside. I mean, he he carried at least 10 times last week, get 13 times, 54 yards. I mean, people love that for 5,700, especially when you're playing for a home favorite. Yeah, I, this, it's funny. Those are the two I had listed on the on the chalk plays right there. I think a lot of people are going to go to car. I, I, love, I love the car stack this week. Um, the Arizona defense was shredded last week. Everybody's going to be like, oh, that was Kansas City. I just think Arizona defense is bad. I said it last week. Um, I think this team is overrated. I think their defense is really, really bad. And uh, I think I think Carr will, uh, will bounce back nicely this week. The Trey Lance thing is interesting. I am so freaking tired of Trey Lance, and it's week two. Like, I'm just so tired of the talk. Um, I didn't like them keeping Garoppolo just for this reason. I thought that, like, he, there, was a, there was an article on – 
think it was Jason locked on four this morning, the Washington post. Like, yeah, if they lose this week, Jimmy's going to start game three. Like the whole thing is so absurd. That game was in a freaking monsoon in the first quarter and fourth quarter last week. And everybody's like, Oh, well the rain stopped in the middle. Yeah. And they were leading and they kept running the ball and you couldn't even make cuts. Like the field was horrible. I don't know what's going on in that Chicago field. It was some kind of new Bermuda grass, but like just didn't drain. Like by the fourth quarter, they were literally standing puddles all over the field. So I don't know what's going on there, but I really think you have to throw that game out. I thought, I thought he had some, some mistakes and I thought he had some really good plays too. He had a kid, he had a ball to Ayuk, a ball to Juwan Jennings, like balls that like you bet, drop back and like, well, Jimmy can't make that throw. And then you get a third and 13 and he runs for 14. I'm like, well, that's a sack if Jimmy's playing. So I think it's weird. It's just weird to me that it's not like Trey Lance is starting in front of Joe Namath or Joe Montana or Tom Brady. Like, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, who I like as a person. I think he's a serviceable starting quarterback on the you know bottom 10 quarterbacks, but a serviceable starting quarterback if over some guys. But like, what are we doing here? Like, this is not a savior. This is the guy that has the worst fourth quarter playoff passer rating in the last 30 years in the NFL. Like, I get that he's fine and won't make won't make a ton of mistakes, but there's zero upside here. You have to let Lance play. If they pull him early in the year, I think it's just a gigantic, gigantic mistake. But we're talking DFS. We're talking week two here. There's a lot of pressure, weirdly, already on Trey, which is why another reason why I just didn't think bringing Jimmy back would made sense. She said, suddenly we're in week two and you got a press situation. There's supposed to be weather again, believe it or not. Apparently, this rain cloud is just following the 49ers. Apparently, it's an 80% chance of rain on Sunday in California, which doesn't happen very often. Um, so you wonder if that's an issue. I'm going to check the weather. Uh, if it looks fine on Sunday, um, I think I'm going to play Lance at 5,700 and, and kind of just figure that uh, it's time to break out. It's against a defense that Russell Wilson just threw for 340 yards against on Monday night. Um, I worry always with the 49ers how conservative they will go, but no Mitchell maybe helps that a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm playing Trey at the price this week. And uh, last week I mentioned I wasn't, so I'm not uh, not being a biased 49ers fan here. Um, I think it's a time to unleash him as long as the weather looks good on Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board too. I, I think I'm going to play him too. And I agree, they're doing him a disservice by having Jimmy there still, having him look over his shoulder, yeah. you, know, you know, the rumors of, Jimmy coming in. I agree. That's, that's terrible for a young quarterback like him, but anyways, I'm I'm going to be on him too. Um, I think Eli Mitchell being out like, yeah, helps a lot. Um, you want those extra rushes and those extra passing attempts. Uh, you know, what do you think about, is it going to be Jeff Wilson? Is he like the main guy? I think so, but I, I like Jeff Wilson, but I think Jeff Wilson's just a guy. I think that uh, you look at, he had, uh, I think he had four games last year where he started and he was healthy and Eli was out and he had 17 plus touches in three of those four. Just didn't do a lot with him. He's one of those guys that if he scores, you're fine. But uh, I mean, it's just, he's just a guy that's going to get four yards of carry. They like him. He's smart. He's in the right place all the time. And then I think you're going to get uh, Jordan Mason and uh, Tyrant. Tyrion, Ty, I can't say his name, Ty Davis Price, um, who are going to be, as, as Shanahan said in the week, I'm just going to kind of ride the hot hand for the second running back. So I think if a guy, you know, hits a nice play, I think uh, Price is really just big and tough and strong. And and Mason, they, they really liked in the preseason. I think those guys will mix in. I think it's going to be a little more committee than everybody wants with Wilson. But uh, if Wilson scores, I think he works for fantasy. But if not, you know, I think it's uh, like a, you know, 15 for 66 kind of game is, yeah. is what you're looking at. And look at Mitchell yeah. last Mitchell last week is running like seven yards a carry. I mean, Trey being the quarterback, you got to put a spy on him. It just makes the make opens big hole for Mitchell. It's frustrating. Mitchell looked really good early and he's just a good player. Just can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's too bad. And, you know, I know we had these spots with, with Wilson last season because Mitchell's always a little bit banged up. And it yeah. seems like, it seems like Mitchell sort of failed as the, the chalky play every time, or he's not going to be chalky this week, but or at least a relatively popular play. Yeah, I think I think I'm off. I'm off that too. 
I've got He's not uh, Eli Mitchell. I always think, oh, 5,100 for, for, you know, Eli Mitchell's replacement, but it's not the yeah. same. Mitchell's definitely a better running back than the rest of these guys right now. Um, I think with Mason and, and Davis Price, we may see something different, but I think Jeff Wilson is, you know, solid. Just a guy. There's other guys down that range. I think I'm going to play ahead of him, but let's talk about running back. There were like four guys that I jumped up the page to me, but uh, who just starting from a chalk play, who do you think is going to be the most popular running back on the slate this week? I'm leaning towards Saquon. Um, pretty good matchup at home. And, you know, he had such a huge game last yeah. week. Uh, you know, caught, caught looked, balls, looked, looked awesome too. He looked, yeah, great. he looked great. Rushed for 164 yards. Yeah. So I think people are feeling positive about Saquon right now. He projects well and they'll probably just ride it again this week. Um, what about you? Yeah. I had, I had two guys listed. You've actually mentioned both of them already. I think this Saquon at 7,300 is there for sure. And then I love Joe Mixon this week at 7,200 at Dallas. The wild thing about it, I know Cincinnati ran like a million plays last week, but they were trailing uh, most of that game against Pittsburgh. He still had 34 touches as running back. He had nine targets. Um, Dallas allowed 5.2 yards per carry to Tampa last week. Just a great game script for Wixon. They clearly want to get him involved at all times. They love him to touch the ball. 7,200. Um, I think Barkley and Mixon, uh, you jump off the page pretty good. When you got the, the expensive guys are really high up there this week. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor's 9,900. I mean, it's just a drop down 2,500 bucks to, to Saquon and Joe Mixon. I think makes a huge, huge difference to me. Oh, me too. I just, I, I can't do that. You know, I, I love, I love Taylor and. Yeah. And it's a good spot. And he had 30 some touches last week. I know 35 touches. I know that game went to overtime. He, you know, he projects really well in that matchup, but 9,900, he's going to have to score at least 30 again. I mean, he scored 30 last week and he wasn't on the winning lineup in, in I want to say most tourneys, but many, many tourneys because, you know, other guys scored 25, 28, and, and that's a big price tag to pay off. And then I think he's 800 more than he was last week, too. Yeah, 800 more than last week. And then you got McCaffrey. I wanted to mention your, or I wanted to get your thoughts on McCaffrey. Um, I wanted to just fade him too. You know, I, I like these guys a little bit lower that we just talked about and some guys even below that. And McCaffrey, um, I don't know. I need to see it with Baker first. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why he touched the ball 14 times or whatever and caught a few dump offs. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about fading him as well. It was a weird week where his best play was a, a fumble that he picked up and ran for 30 yards. So he didn't get credit for it, but it was a, uh, it was a weird game. I, I imagine they'll feed him a little more, but yeah, at 8,900, there's just so many guys and we'll talk about it more as we get to running backs. There's so many guys that are cheaper that I like just as much as the top guys. And I don't think I'm going to get there this week either. Uh, what about receiver? Who's going to be the most popular receiver out there this week? Um, I think Devante, uh, you know, that, that, that seems like an easy one. Uh, 1300 cheaper than cup and you mentioned uh league high 17 targets last week and a great spot against arizona uh there's a few guys in the mid-range i don't know I'll, I'll let you name one or two that are probably going to be popular too yeah well and we'll get fully in the mid-range we'll talk receivers uh my guys i wanted someone i wanted to ask you about actually um at 4,600, do you think everybody's going to play Curtis Samuel this week in the game that is the second highest total? He had 11 targets last week. Also had four carries uh, for the for the commanders. He had four carries of 17 yards. He was 855 and a touchdown. Uh, at 4,600, do you think a lot of people gravitate towards Samuel? Do you think people are still scarred from the last uh, four or five years when we were always waiting for the Curtis Samuel breakout? Well, I think both of those. Yeah, I think some people are scarred, and I think people gravitate toward him. Yes, yeah, especially in tournaments. Um, 
I don't think it'll end up being quite as popular if, uh, just let me check. I think Chris Godwin is out and Julio Jones is also banged up. So like Ru- Russell Gage may be in a good okay. spot I've seen. Uh, and then one other cheap guy that will, you know, will take some of that ownership away from Samuel and those other guys is, um, what's his name? Greg Dorch, I believe. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When we, when we talk cheap receivers, we'll get there, but I just mean, we, we have yeah. some other value. So it'll, okay. it'll keep guys like Samuel down a little bit. Yeah. I think he'll be the most popular of that group, but you're probably right. There's probably enough names down there that he's not going to just be like an auto auto play for people. But I think it, uh, I think, uh, you know, 11 targets and four runs, I think in a game, that's the second highest game. Everybody's going to want, maybe like we talked before, maybe not stack that game, but want a piece or two of it. He just seems like the easy cheap way to, to get a piece of that game. Uh, what about, uh, what about tight end? Anybody jump out to you? Is like, oh, everybody's going to have this guy this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say, talk about scarring. Is, is Kyle Pitts going to be popular again? Or is everybody scarred after? I, I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be popular this week. Okay. I think in that range, it would be Waller, but I, I think for cash games, it's going to be Albert O or Tyler Higby. Uh, I'm not sure, but those are the two that seem to be projecting the best. The Broncos are in a pretty good spot at home. Alberto had six targets last week, and he's only 3,700. So I think people will consider him for cash games. And Higby, too, after 11 targets against the Bills. We rarely talk defense in this part of the show. We're talking uh, high percentage plays. But we've got a situation here where a quarterback got hurt on Sunday a, the defense he's playing against is essentially min price. The Cincinnati defense is 2,200. Is everybody just going to click Cincinnati D this week as starting out the lineup and move on? Yes, yes. They're going to be massive chalk. Um, yeah, I think so, so too. In cash games, you just play them and don't even think about it. Again, for cash games, you want to follow the chalk. You want to, you know, when in doubt, you play the guy that's going to be more popular. For tournaments, though, we'll get to defense, but there's some other cheap defenses down here that you can take a shot on. Um, I don't mind if you want to just plug in the Bengals and move on, that's fine too, but it might be a spot to get some leverage on the field. And, you know, the Bengals only end up scoring four or five points. I think think a tournament's a spot to go elsewhere. We'll talk about that later, but there there are some defenses I'd rather play, but I think they're going to be at 2,200 against Cooper Rush. I think they're going to be insanely popular. Yep. So what about uh, what about some game stacks? We've kind of talked about who's popular. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, you kind of start filling your lineup. Uh, here's my quarterback, my receiver, my run back. Um, where are you kind of gravitating towards to start uh, start a start a main lineup for you? Okay, so we both mentioned the Raiders and the Cardinals. Yeah. That's um, my that's my top one too. I just yeah uh, yeah I me too. Yeah. And it's like like I said with the Chiefs last week, it's the obvious spot. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to play that game. So so that's going to be one of them. Uh, Obviously love the car, Devontae Adams, Waller. Um, I'll probably avoid Hunter Renfro. Just I, I think, at least at that price tag, Devontae Adams being there now really hurts Renfro around the goal line. Yeah, um, I think with, with with Adams and Waller healthy, it's uh, it suddenly gets a little uh, a little squeezed for Renfro that wasn't uh, a lot of times wasn't there last year. Yeah, uh, so I'll pick a different game. Um, I briefly mentioned it, but. I do kind of like the Broncos here coming off that that loss to the Seahawks at home and or sorry in Seattle and now Russ gets his first game at home. Uh he looked pretty good and the thing I like about this stack is all of his playmakers are still underpriced. Like Judy 5600, he's going to be $1000 more than that soon and Sutton will probably Sutton will be more expensive too. I mean, 
if you, I, I figure these guys will be similar to the way DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were in Seattle. Um, and then I mentioned Albert O is cheap as well. So you can stack Russ with two of these guys. I mean, you could, you could even stack Russ with three of these guys if you really want to go for it. But then Houston's also got some guys to run it back with. Um, you know, Rex Burkhead projects okay because he got, I think, eight targets and seems seems to be the lead back there. Like he'd be fine as a run back. I think my favorite is Cooks, though. Yeah. Um, Cooks projects as one of the best receivers on the slate, just from a point per dollar perspective, because they really have no one. If you look, you know, Rex Burkhead is their feature back. They have OJ Howard and Brevin Jones at tight end. I mean, Cooks is basically their only weapon. So he's a guy that should get 10 targets every week, you know, maybe more. So I think this Bronco stack. Yeah. This Bronco stack is really nice. Um, what about you? Where are you looking besides the the Raiders? Uh, yeah, he had cooks had 12 targets last week. It's funny. Cause I, uh, I have my list here and I was like Raiders and then I had Broncos. I did not think you were going <laughs> to take the Broncos. Um, I really like that one. you know, you wonder how much they're going to have to throw, but like, I just think that they, they got to let Russ do his thing. I think after last week, you know, all the comments, why'd you get the field goal instead of just letting Russ play? I think they just let Russ play this week. Um, home game. Um, I think that Houston should be able to do enough to make it so it's not like, you know, 35 to three where they just uh, they just run, run, run a bunch. But um, as we talk about running backs, I do really like Javante Williams this week, too, where I, where I don't play Wilson. Um, so I'm going to drop down to my sneakier stack um, and one that I don't think many people are going to play. But I actually like the Rams on a bounce back this week. Um, Stafford is 6,300. Cups really expensive. But Allen Robinson is intriguing. He's 5,500. He was horrible in week one. He had like one catch for 12 yards on two targets. But we think we have a little squeaky wheel here. Uh, Sean McVay pretty much said after the game, I, I got to figure out how to get Robinson more involved. He was out there the whole time. It just didn't work. So I think Stafford with Cup or even Stafford with Robinson, then you could throw Higby in there too. I think works. But I like the runbacks too. I like Drake London coming back if they're trailing. I think that he's uh, you know he's kind of the only receiver they have. They throw to got a bunch of targets last week, and I do like Kyle Pitts as a runback too. I think that uh, you know Jalen Ramsey can't guard both these guys, and uh, you know whoever doesn't get a lot of Ramsey should should do well. But I, I do like Pitts on a bounce back too as, as a run back. So I think that uh, I think the Rams will be very, very overlooked. They were horrible week one. People were worried about Stafford's elbow, but he threw the ball 41 times. I didn't think the elbow was a problem as I was watching the game. They just got beat by the Bills more than anything. And I think uh, Cup's the easy one to, to run back with. You can do it because Stafford's 6,300. You come back. London and Pitts are both in the low 5,000. It's pretty easy to fit him in if you want to. But I think if you want to go Allen Robinson and then throw in a tight end there, I think that works too. And it's, it's one that nobody – I don't think anybody's going to have this week. No, I, I love that one. I, I think you're spot on. I think that's the overlooked stack this week. Um, we saw Ram stacks won a bunch of tournaments the first five or the first few weeks of the season last year. Um, and no one's going to be on it. The one thing I'll add to that, uh, if you stack the Rams, uh, the way that Stafford's usually on winning lineups is he's throwing for over 300 with at least three touchdowns. So I think you want to use him with two pass catchers. Yeah. Cup and Allen Robinson, Cup and Higby, or even leave Cup out and, you know, Allen Robinson and Higby. But yeah, if you stack up the Rams, definitely use two pass catchers with, with Stafford. I think that makes sense. Cause he doesn't have, doesn't have that rushing, rushing upside that the right. other guys do. And I do like the fact that I don't love their running backs either. Like I think Darrell Henderson played a lot and was fine. Cam Akers obviously didn't play at all. He had three carries in that game. Um, so, you know, I like the fact that even if they get up, they don't have like a Jonathan Taylor can hand it to over and over. So I think that they keep throwing a little bit. Are there any other um, sneakier stacks you like? How do you feel? I want to ask you, how do you feel about uh, 
everybody's going Carr and Devontae. How do you feel about playing the other side of that game and going Car- uh, Kyler with, uh, you know, Hollywood Brown, something like that, and coming back with uh, with one of the Raiders pass catchers? Yeah, I, I think it makes a ton of sense uh, from like a game th- theory and leverage perspective. You know, no one's really going to do that. People don't like rostering Murray at the moment, especially when he's yeah. the most expensive QB. Uh, but it's a little easier this week because you, you might, you know, part of the reason why it's always tough to roster Kyler is because he never targets a guy that often. Like when yeah. he had Hopkins, Hopkins would be getting five, six targets. Now, if they have all these guys out, you can kind of easily just pair him with Marquise Brown or pair him with Dorch, or I guess you could try Zach Ertz if you want. Apparently he's healthy, but yeah, I don't know if I'll go there, but I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. You, you, you got to think their defense is giving up a bunch of points. He's going to have to throw the whole second half. I just think that uh, I think it's a really interesting way to stack this game, but being on the other side of the of the popularity scope one, I and mean, you can still come back with you know Devonte or Waller or something like that. I think it, it kind of lines up really well. And I think you're right on Kyler being the most expensive quarterback. I just think people are going to scroll past that. It's going to be so easy to get to Carr, to get to Lance, to get to hell Daniel Jones if you want to play him off a pretty good week last week. Carson Wentz is under six thousand. Uh, if you want to play Wentz or Goff in that matchup, the second highest total. I just think that uh, I think for a game in the highest total, I think Kyler will be pretty under rostered. Yep, agreed. Anybody else quarterback uh, wise you like before we jump into the uh, the running backs? Uh, no, I w- you just mentioned him. I was going to briefly mention Daniel Jones, but he's only 5,100. So, yeah, like as far as those 5K quarterbacks, the guys below Trey Lance, Jones projects pretty well. So I think you could use him if you want to. Yeah, I mean, and Carolina was good against the pass last year and played well last week, but that was against Jacoby Brissett, and I'm not I'm not putting much into that. And, you know, Jones had two touchdowns last week, and he always has that rushing upside. No Saquon's back, so you're probably not going to get the goal line carries. But, you know, he still has that, like, you know, bootleg from the five-yard in. And the thing I like with him and Saquon, Saquon catches the ball. So a Saquon big play doesn't mean that Daniel Jones doesn't do anything. It could be a dump off that he, that he breaks out. So I think that uh, if you want to get really cheap, I think Jones is an interesting way to go. Uh, let's jump into running backs. So first, a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on, your tailgate snacks ready. That's right. NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule, compare tickets, and secure a spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with a rewards program, Vivid Seats is the winning app for NFL fans just like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash it in to catch more games all season long. With tickets for Vivid Seats, you go from watching the game to being part of it. Go to vividseats.com or find us in the app store to browse unbeatable seats. We'll see you in the stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry, it's the middle of the day here. My phone's ringing. But uh, uh, Ryan, what about uh, what about running backs? Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit. There are some expensive guys this week. Jonathan Taylor's 9,900. Christian McCaffrey's 8,900. Uh, you drop down. Alvin Kamara off the rough game is 7,400. Then there's a bunch of guys in the low 7,000s I do like. We talked about, uh, talked about Barkley and Mixon already. Uh, what do you think uh, in this expensive range? It just feels like to me the top two guys are, are so far above price. The other guys, I think I just kind of go in the 7,000s and start there. Yeah, me too. Uh, mentioned that we were going to fade Taylor and McCaffrey just because of the price. And then about six of these guys look really good. We mentioned yeah. Barkley and Mixon and pretty much all the guys below that. Uh, it was just Swift. He had a huge week last week. Good yeah. matchup. High total. Connor, he's going to get a ton of usage in the game with the highest total on the slate. Fournette projects really well catching passes, especially with Godwin out. Uh, he he got like all the work last week. So I think you can go to all those guys. And then, I don't know, Chubb would be the forgotten guy in there. Um, people, I guess, are high on the Jets run defense this year, just the Jets defense in general. But yeah, I think all of those guys are good options. Uh, if I was leaning towards one, I don't mind, uh, you know, using Connor in a Raiders stack. Um, but you know, I, I really like the two guys that we mentioned at yeah. the start, Barkley and Mixon. I don't know. I mean, who who do you, is one of these guys better than the others for you? I know I, really, I really like Javante. Yeah, I really like those two, and then I do like Nick Chubb too. I mean, it's I think that you know Hunt Kareem Hunt scored the two touchdowns last week, but Chubb looked awesome. I thought he was. The, I thought him and Saquon were the running backs who looked the best last week. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor too, but. Uh, Chubb was 22 for 141 rushing. I know he's in catch passes. He caught one pass, but they're a home favorite. They're a pretty decent sized home favorite against the Jets. A really nice game script for them to run the ball a lot in the second half. Um, you mentioned, I think you're looking at percentages. He's kind of the forgotten guy here. If he's the forgotten guy this week. Um, I do really like him. Uh, you mentioned DeAndre Swift. He looked great too. Eight touches for 175 yards and a touchdown. I know Jamal Williams um, vultured a couple TDs, the goal line to kind of bug people, but um, you know, and, and Swift had a little bit of a, a little bit of a banged up injury this week, but he said he's going to be fine. I think it was a hip issue. Um, Washington was horrible against Jackson running, but Jackson running backs last week, uh, you know, James Robinson scored twice. Travis Etienne should have scored twice. Uh, Tra- Trevor Lawrence missed him on a pass and then he dropped one later. Um, you're right. This range is just chock full of guys. I do not like Connor this week, actually. Um, I didn't think hey, he looked great last week. He scored, but he was only 10 for 26. I just don't love him in a game where they might be trailing and have to throw a bunch. I just I, I worry a little bit. He's just so touchdown dependent. And he always he seems to always get there. Seems like he scored every week last week. But um dropping down a little bit, I do really like Javante Williams at 6,500. This is a really nice game script for them as a uh, a decent sized favorite against Houston. 
Uh, I just thought he looked really good last week, too. He had 38 snaps. Melvin Gordon played 27, so he does split time. But uh, I know he fumbled at the goal line, but so did Melvin Gordon. They both they had that back-to-back drive, so they both fumbled inside the five. But uh, he was 7 for 43 rushing, so six yards a carry there. He had 12 targets last week. Uh, he had 11 catches, 65 yards. Not super efficient, but and, you know I know they were trailing. But if Russell Wilson's going to look for him out of the backfield that much, I think at 6,500, he's going to be a PPR monster this year. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think I mentioned the Broncos stack. Um, pretty much no one is going to pair Russ with Javante. I think they're going to use one or the other, either go to the running game or the passing game. So I'll probably make a couple lineups with Russ, Javante, and then one of the pass catchers. And Interesting. You know, right. Hope Russ throws Javante a touchdown because if he does and then they get up, you know, then Javante goes over 100 in the fourth quarter and then he finishes with, 25 fantasy points or something. So that can work too. And that, that'll that make you just immediately different than the field. Um, and just to cap off your point about Chubb, which I totally agree with, he's for sure for sure going to be the least popular um, from Saquon, Mixon, Swift, Connor, Fournette, Javante. All of them are going to be more popular than Chubb. So if Chubb... Love, I love, I love that. I love him as a yeah. play already. And I love him even more now. Me too. And so, yeah. so all Chubb has to do really is outscore those three or four guys. I mean, he can do that easily. And you are just off and running in tournaments. I, uh, I love, I love Chubb this week. And now that you said that, I like him a little bit more. So I think that's, uh, I, I like pairing Chubb with uh, two of these guys. I think it's a week where you could play three running backs too. I usually like to go four wide receivers and DraftKings with the full PPR, but I think. Um, this range right here is so well-priced. I think you can play three of these guys and, and get away with it pretty well, too. Uh, in the cheaper range, uh, in the 5,000, say, or low 6,000s, um, someone like Najee Harris I have no interest in. I know he seems way underpriced, 6,200, but all the injury stuff just worries me too much. He's dealing with so much stuff right now. I just don't think I can play him. Uh, Cordero Patterson looked really good last week. Damian Williams like started the game for Atlanta, but then got hurt and uh, Cordero had 136 yards, a tough matchup against the Rams, but you know, tough matchup against the Saints last week. He did well. Um, who do you like down here? We've got Josh Jacobs in that game with the Raiders. We haven't really talked about much. Nice game strip there. Travis ATN, we kind of mentioned, uh, mentioned Jeff Wilson at 5,100. What are you doing in this uh, bottom range? I know the, the 6,500 to 700 range is so good. Yeah. Are you finding yourself dropping down here? What are you doing? I'm trying not to drop down here, but um yeah there are some options like jacobs is okay if you know if you don't if you want to target the running game or at least or if you want to not play adams or waller it's okay i don't know if i'll do that uh the guy who i think is going to be relatively popular in cash games is henderson just because he saw all the work last week and he's only 5700 and it's such a good matchup i mean he was pretty chalky in these spots last year and he projects as the best back in this range uh yeah you mentioned atn i know you liked him last week really unlucky not to score yeah, I mean, that, I, Lawrence I missed him. Such, a, such a bad pass by Lawrence. oh He's man he overthrew him by five ten feet yeah, horrible um yeah they, I, I don't love any of these guys i think chase edmonds is interesting he, yeah. he got I, he got a lot of the work and he's gonna catch balls uh but you know i we didn't even we, we didn't talk about that game yet. Um, I think that, that's okay if you're playing Lamar and Anderson or Andrews maybe, but yeah, no, nothing's really dripping out. I don't know. Do, do is there one guy here that you're looking to play in this 5K range? I really like Miami Baltimore as like an NFL game to watch. I don't love it as a fantasy game this week. I just uh, I don't. 
I don't fully trust Tua. I know he had a couple of good plays last week, and, and Tyreek looked good. We'll talk about receivers in a second. I just don't love – if I were to play some of this game, it would probably be Edmonds at 5,200. The guy I kind of like down here that I don't think anybody will play because I think a lot of people will play Jeff Wilson at 5,100. I actually kind of like Michael Carter at 5,200 on the Jets. Um, he outsnapped Brees Hall 50-38 to 38 last week. But you look at you look at his usage, 10 for 60 rushing. He had nine targets last week. He had seven catches of 40 yards. Um, it's a nice game script for a running back who catch passes because they should be – they're underdogs to the Browns on the road. Um, Cleveland did play McCaffrey pretty well last week, but that seemed like a weird game. I just think Carter's going to get a lot of dump offs in the second half. I think if you wanted to get cheap, I'd actually play Carter over Wilson this week, which is probably uh, probably against the grain. Yeah, and I like that call though. I think I agree with you there. Yeah, the se- I didn't I didn't realize he had nine targets last week, caught yep. seven balls. Yeah, for fifty two hundred. And I you know, I remember he was doing similar things last last year uh, a few times. So yeah, that's a good call. I like him with Flacco kind of dumping the ball off, trying not to get sacked. And I think they're going to be trailing. And I think more than anything, Mike Carter's really talented. So like, it's not just a dump off where it's, you know, oh, they dropped the ball off. It's four. So what about the, what about the Chubb Michael Carter stack for all the money? There you go. I like it. Um, I, I like <laughs> the way you're building this lab. It's going to be just, uh, just all jets and Browns. How can you yep. really go wrong? Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into, uh, into receivers. We've kind of hit the expensive tier a little bit, but we've got, uh, we have Cooper Cup is 9,900 this week. Uh, Jamar Chase, 8,000. Debo, 7,800. Tyreek, 7,100. Um, what do you do with this range? I mean, obviously, we talked about how we like the mid-range running back most this week. Does that make you want to play an expensive receiver here? Um, what do you think about the, this group here? Yeah, I decided I'm going to eat the Adams chalk. So uh, I'm going to Yeah, obviously, we talked about him, but he's obviously right in the middle of this range, I'm, too. He's yeah. 8,600, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have – oh, sorry. Who are we – did no, I, go ahead. I, I was just saying I didn't I didn't name him because we'd already talked about it. Yeah, no, so. right. I just I mean, agree. since I'm eating that chalk and since he's going to be very popular, the most popular receiver, I'm going to try to get like double or triple that. So he's going to be on a lot of my lineups. So really won't leave me uh, much room up here. I like Cup in, in Stafford stacks, but again, 9,900, that's a lot. Uh, Debo... I don't know. Like, I don't really want to play a $7,800 receiver with Lance, especially if the weather is going to be questionable. Tyree Kill, I think, is interesting. Um, you know, he's Tyree Kill, and he had 12 targets last week, and he can he can put up a big score for 7,100. So I think I, I could get some Tyree Kill. Um, what about you? Yeah, we're not very different here, which doesn't make for interesting, but I, I agree. I, I, I think I'm just going to go Adams, and if I play someone else here, it'd be Tyreek. I think that I like the 12 targets. They seem like they were really trying to get him involved. Uh, Mike McDaniel seems like he knows what he's doing a little bit, which is uh, a good thing. It's a really, it was a really good start last week. We talked about that game. I, I loved Miami against New England last week, and it, it worked out. Um, we haven't really talked about We talked a little bit. We talked a bunch about Mixon. What, are you interested at all in the, the Bengals passing game this week, or is it more of a – I think they're going to be up and, you know, they threw 9 million passes last week, obviously. So it looked great, but Burrow had five turnovers uh, to chase yeah. chase though. Chase is unbelievable. I don't know if you yeah. saw the, uh, if you see the one handed catch where his foot was just out of bounds. It was, an, I did. I like, did. Would have yes. been, would have been catch of the year slam dunk yeah. him. Deontay Johnson had one like a, like 90 seconds later too. That was unbelievable. Like these guys chase had 16 targets, 10 for 129 and a touchdown had a touchdown. They should have challenged. They got called back. Although who knows if he scores the <laughs> second one, if that doesn't, doesn't happen. Oh, but- Scott, you got me feeling the pain again. I watched every play of that oh. game. I think it was the most brutal sweat you've ever had. If you <laughs> bet a side of that game, I had I- the Bengals in all of my parlays teased down to minus two and a half. Now I realized oh. I got lucky to get back into it, but Oh man, there were points when 
and I, I yeah, I had, I had them in a ton of parlays, and they were the only one that missed. It hurt so uh, bad. So the wild anyway. thing about that is, if they made the extra point, then you would have lost your, your right, right. I, I, oh my god, we we went crazy when they missed. <laughs> yeah, so so I got really lucky. I got lucky to to even be right. in it, but, but still. But then they um, miss it. Then they miss a thirty-yard field goal with the best, ki- the second best kicker in the league. You're like, I got so lucky. We're finally here. Chip shot, and he freaking oh, that's that's right. horrible. And then so, they didn't challenge that chase touchdown, which is clearly a touchdown. I have no idea why Taylor didn't. T- I just. Sorry to bring up bad memories. Yeah, but that, no, game, that game it, was it hurt that so game was much wild. because yeah. I was I was at the casino with two of my friends, and they also had Bengals in parlays as well. And it just so happened there was a family of Steeler fans also there, so it was just brutal hearing them, you know, <laughs> cheer every right. time. And we're just sitting there losing money. Anyways, um, <laughs> I love Chase um, this week. Yeah, I don't know. 8K is a lot. I think the reason to play him though is because no one else is going to play him. Now, am I going to? I don't know. I think I might just because of that. Um, like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take one of my teams that has Mixon. You mentioned that three running backs in the flex looks pretty good this week, and I agree with you. So maybe one of my teams with Mixon, I'll find a way to get to Chase. Um, okay. You know, we know he could score two first half touchdowns and you know, a hundred and some receiving yards. Um, does yeah? Does, to, if T. Higgins plays, are you less likely to play Chase? How do you work with that? Uh, I don't know. Like if T Higgins doesn't play, then chase might end up be, you know, gaining some popularity. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I like him either way. I okay. Know. Fair enough. Um, I, yeah, no. What about, uh, what about mid range receivers? Say like the six to 7,000 range. There are so many names in this, in this range. We talked about Cortland Sutton earlier, 6,100. Um, who do you find yourself kind of gravitating towards in this range? There's a lot of guys in here. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans, if Godwin is out, I think is a pretty good play. Um, I know. Yeah. And Julio Jones might be out too, but in the past, I remember, I think it was even last season. Did they, did, did the bucks play the, the saints in the playoffs last season? I don't think the saints made the playoffs last season. Did they? Two, two years ago, maybe then. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe it could have been years yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah. And it was a regular season game anyways. Two times recently, I remember fading Evans going up against Marshawn Lattimore, and he just he toasted him for huge games. And uh, if Godwin's not there, and if Julio Jones is not there, I mean, yeah, this is one of those times where Evans can have 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I do like Evans. Um, and then I, I like – I'll save some of these other guys for you, uh, but I like Cortland Sutton with, with my Broncos stacks. I really like Cortland Sutton to uh, 6,100. He had seven targets last week, four for 72. I know Judy caught the touchdown. Um, I just think Sutton works really well with Wilson. He wants to throw the ball deep outside the numbers, and I think that really works well for Sutton game. But I'm going to be a broken record on this range until they move my guy out of this range. But Amon Ross St. Brown, 6,500. He has eight or more catches in seven straight games. That's one short of an NFL record, believe it or not. He has a touchdown in five straight games. He had 12 targets last week, eight for 64, and a touchdown. Um, the, uh, the, the commanders have struggled against slot receivers. I think this lines up really well. It's the game with the second highest total, um, 6,500. I think Amon Ra just kind of becomes a, all right, I'll put him in there and he'll be my mid range guy. And then I'll build, you know, whatever, but you always have room for one mid range guy. I always find myself with one guy in this range and, you know, a waddles there, Marquise Brown. If you play a, a Raiders comeback, you know, makes sense. Uh, people like McLaurin in this game, but I'm just going to go give me Amon Ra 6,500. Uh, if he's going to keep rolling like this, golf obviously just feeds him. I'm going to play him until they move him out of this range. 
I, yeah, I, I like that. You know, he just keeps doing it over and over again. Yeah. And people, uh, people still don't like to click his name. So I think uh, some of these other guys are going to be more popular. So yeah, keep keep playing Amon Ra. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, the five thousands at receiver this week are are stacked. There are a ton of names in this range. Um, there's guys I like up and down. It's going to be hard to kind of parse through this range and figure out who to play and who not to play. Um, who are the, maybe the top couple of guys you like in this range? Because I found myself like bowling like six or seven names in here. Wow, yeah, stacked range. Um, so I'll just take this really small range. Uh, we talked about <laughs> Jerry Judy, fifty six hundred. So. Yes, love him, but Christian Kirk, 5,700. Um, yeah, I think they're going to use him a ton. 12 targets. Trevor Lawrence looked good. They don't really have tight ends. I think he's going to keep seeing big targets. And then I'll stay in this range for a guy. I don't I don't know. Maybe you were going to talk about this guy, but DJ Moore is like projecting well. I would, and, I would like, never talk about DJ Moore. You're yeah, I, I know that's your guy. And sorry, <laughs> what I'm going to say is I'm going to fade DJ Moore and I'm going to play Kirk and Judy in that range. Uh, okay. But, I'll let you talk about this range now. Uh, I'm going to play DJ Moore. I like DJ Moore in bounce back spots. He was he was three for 43 last week on six targets. I just think the guy is so insanely talented. 5,700, um, you know, when I can get this talent, I think they're going to have to feed him a little bit more. They're facing the Giants. I like that spot for him. Um, I do like I do like Judy. Uh, Kirk makes Kirk had 12 targets last week. I didn't realize that until I looked a little closer. He was six for 117 very quietly. Uh, but I do like DJ Moore. What do you do with uh, Deontay Johnson? Like, we talk about targets all the time. He had 12 last week, but the targets suck. Like he was seven for 55 last week on 12 targets, which, you know, in PPR, at least he had the seven catches and you want targets in this range. But I just yeah. worry about, I worry about this offense, how good the targets are going to be. Like, and his best play was a 25 catch. We made a one handed catch on the side. And there was a great play. I just wonder how good the targets are, but he's going to get fed. It's a, it's a, he's a tough guy for me to figure. Yeah, me too. I, I think I'm with you though. I, you know, it's weird to say, but I almost think, Big Ben is better for him than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I worry about how good those targets are going to be as well. Um, you know, I, I just want to say for the record, I'm a big DJ Moore fan as well, but I worry that uh, Sam Darnold might have been better for him than Baker Mayfield is. Oh, if, Sam, uh, so, if, Sam, if Sam Darnold's good for somebody, we might be in trouble there. But yeah, no, go if, ahead. Uh, if, so if T Higgins plays, 5,900 seems really cheap to me. I will have some T against if he plays. If he doesn't play, do you play some Tyler Boyd at 5,400 or you just kind of avoid uh, and just play Chase and call it a day? Yeah, you know, it would make a lot of sense. But, you know, I think, I don't know. It just, it makes a lot of sense, but I don't really want to. I don't know. I'm I'm with you and if I'm picking a side, it's Mixon and the running game. I'm not you know, trying to target, but it, but if I was stacking that game, you know, I, I don't know, I guess it would make sense maybe if you want to play Burrow and yeah, I don't know, I don't really want to do it, Scott, I guess. Fair enough. No, that's good. We want, we want you to take a stand. That's good. What about the lower 5,000s? Um, some names down here. We talked about Allen Robinson a little bit, 5,500. He might see a bunch of AJ Terrell. They'll, they'll move, you know, Cooper cup around in the slot. Uh, Tyler Boyd mentioned uh, Drake London is at the Rams 5,200. Uh, he might see some Jalen Ramsey, but he had seven targets last week, five catches, 74 yards of the game that should be trailing in against the Rams. And then down here a little bit lower, 5,100. If you're going to play Trey Lance, I think you've got to play Brandon Ayuk. Um, two for 40 last week, only two targets. Again, in the monsoon, we'll have to check the weather. Um, I just think Ayuk is who Lance looks for when he drops back. I know he had the two targets last week, but the game was weird. Um, I think he has a good chemistry with Ayuk. I think that 5,100, I would play Ayuk over Debo this week for sure. 
Let's go. Me too. All right. Yep. I like Lance, it. Lance and Ayuk. That's what I'm doing too in this range. Yeah, I, I think it works. I think that uh, they're going to have to switch up a little bit. Last week was so weird. I think we're gonna, this is the first week we'll actually see some real offense from them. Again, if it starts pouring and we're looking at the news on Sunday morning, it's pouring, I will get away from that game. It's one of those teams that if there's weather, I will get away because Shanahan will go run, run, run. Uh, if they get a lead, he'll go run, run. Even last week, they got a lead and then they, they caught up and they're still running the ball. So um, I do get it if you want to stay away from there. But I think if you're going to go a receiver there, I think it's Ayuka 5100. How do you feel about Allen Robinson? Are you uh, are you an Allen Robinson guy? Are you out on this? Uh, what do you feel about after the, after the brutal start? I mean, that was worrying, but... Uh, if enough people are, if enough people are off of them, I'm okay going back. I think, I think I'm with you. Um, I think those Stafford, Stafford sacks are sneaky. The Rams are sneaky. So I'm not off Robinson yet, I guess is the answer. I mean, we saw what Robert Woods did in this offense, Odell Beckham. And I mean, Allen Robinson used to be good at least, but you know, he still might be good. So no, I'm not off yet. At some point. Some team out there has to just triple team Cooper Cup and make someone else beat you, right? Like at some point, we've got to like be like, you know what? I'm going to this game. Like this is what Belichick would do. He'd be like, you know what? We're going to figure this out, but Cup's not going to beat me today. And I don't, I don't feel like any team does that. Maybe it's just they move him around so much. Maybe he's just that good. But man, I would, if I were playing defense against this guy, I'd do everything I could to make someone else try and beat me. Me too. Yeah. And Stafford will still force the ball to him. He does. He threw him a couple times last week in double, triple coverage. But man, I'd make some, I'd make someone else beat me. Yeah, and the uh, just the last thing about Robinson, he's uh, he's going to be less popular than most of the other guys we talked about. So, and it's another leverage play in this range. Let's talk some uh, so let's talk some cheap receivers. But first, a note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win. Daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com. You get your first game free, then use promo code RWNFL. That's RW, like Rotowire, NFL, to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Uh, I felt like last week we had a lot of cheap receivers with the pricing coming out a, a month early, a lot of rookies in there. Um, some of them uh, worked out well. Jahan Dotson, who's down here, still had two touchdowns. Some of them did not work out well. So Kadarius Tony, who I really liked, had seven uh, seven plays the whole game. It was very weird. I don't know if he got in the doghouse of Brian Dable at some point, but obviously was not involved in their game plan. So what about this week? We'll go 4,500 and below. Uh, what do you find yourself uh, doing here to try and uh, you know, free up salary in other spaces? Well, yeah, got to mention Dotson again. <clears throat> we talked about Curtis Samuel and, you know, Dotson's 400 cheaper and he caught two touchdowns last week. You think as a rookie that he should continue to get better. So that's a pretty good game to target. So I like going back to Dotson. Um, going a little bit lower. Mentioned uh, Greg Dorch. I think he'll be the popular one, ass- assuming that uh rondale or rondale moore is out which i yeah. think he's going to be he hasn't um, practiced yet this week i looked it up as we as we started he has not practiced yet this week so i think he's gonna be out so yeah he'll be the popular one and it just makes so much sense in raider yeah. stacks i mean how easy is it to afford da- Devonte adams if you pair him with greg dorch greg yeah. dorch had nine targets last week um now he'll be chalky so you know that not chalky but he'll be relatively popular so that that's a reason to fade um I'll let you talk about some guys, but I've got to mention Pickens because we mentioned him last week and now he's 500 cheaper. I mean, the guy's just so talented. You know, I, I'd, I wouldn't play 
uh, Deontay for 5,800, but I'd play Pickens for 36 maybe. Yeah, I mean, he only hit three targets last week. He was one for three, so it was really ugly. But he did play 45 snaps. He was out there a lot, and I agree with you. I mean, I think if you're going to play a receiver here, you might as well play the really cheap one that obviously has some upside. You got, you got to think at some point they're going to take some take some shots to him. But there was a weird game last week. They got up on the Bengals early. They had the pick six, like on what was this, Burrow's second pass of the game or whatever it was. Sorry to bring up the Bengals-Steelers game again, but um, – they, uh, they, he played a lot, and you got to figure maybe he's gonna throw more this week. But I agree with you on Dorch. If you're playing that stack, it just makes too much sense. The 3,509 targets last week, but a couple other guys in this range. Uh, Zay Jones on Jacksonville was really involved last week. He's 4,300 in a game that uh, should be a good game script. They should be trailing Indy, although it didn't work with Indy last week when they tied Houston. But um, not a bad floor for a guy that's in a good game script. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, which is a recurring theme, missed him in the end zone also. They had like four touchdowns they should have had in the end zone. He missed a couple and the two were dropped. But he had nine targets last week. He was six for 65. So I think Zay Jones is a kind of a kind of a boring play down here, but we'll see, we'll see action. You know, if he scores a touchdown, it really works well. Um, a guy that 11 targets down here, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones on the Browns. He had 4,400. Oh, yeah. He was six for 60, 11 targets. And the Jets, uh, Jets really got beat by big plays last week. Devin DuVernay had two touchdowns. Rashad Bateman had the long one. Uh, they allowed three touchdowns to receivers on Baltimore last week. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, it's 4,400. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a high, it's a, a high risk play, but at 4,400, I think people's Jones could hit a big one in this game. The problem is he got Jacoby Brissett throwing passes to him, which is always a, uh, always a problem, but 11 targets uh, worked well. I, I like Dotson too. I think, you know, clearly looking for him in the red zone, which is really important when you went someone cheap, you have a chance to score touchdowns that that's really big, but I'd probably go, uh, uh, Dorch, Zay Jones and Dotson would be the three guys that kind of cycle between in my lineups. Yeah, I think I agree. I had Zay Jones written down as well. Uh, just the last thing I'll say for like single entry and three max stuff, just smaller field stuff. Uh, you don't need these cheap guys to go off. I had Romeo Dobbs in both my lineups, both my big lineups last week. And funny funny you say that because I I looked at your lineup and I was like, I bet you he didn't play Dot. And there he was. I mean, just he just saved so much money. You know, you're right. That that eight points was really all you needed because a 3K guy was the only way I could afford Mahomes, Jefferson, Kelsey, Saquon. So you just sometimes need those guys to do just a little bit if all of your expensive guys hit ceilings. So Keep that in mind for single entry stuff. Damn that you had those four guys. That's great. That's a, that's a hell of a lineup. So you pretty much just didn't play the Chargers Raiders game then. Yep, I just just took a stand. You know, Scott, I was tilted. I was very tilted after that Bengals game. I was very tilted. <laughs> you know, doing from losing the main slate already, and I was just like, I'm going to take a stand. So are you are you in the casino watching games like filling your lineups? That's that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful I was yesterday. Right you know, and to be honest, I've never done it before, but. Okay uh yeah were you just were you just not gonna play the afternoon slate but you're like ah screw it let's put a lot of a couple lineups in well yeah actually that was my plan because i basically had all mahomes and chiefs and afternoon guys anyways so like sometimes that yeah that was my plan i didn't you know before in in uh weeks past sometimes i'll just double down and go all in on the afternoon with similar lineups that i have in the main slate and that's just not smart you know you just (laughs) play the same lineups in both slates but yeah it worked out uh, so tight ends this week. Uh, Mark Andrews is the only guy over 6,400. Obviously, Kelsey off the slate he played uh, played last night. Um, Andrews was 5 for 52 on seven targets Sunday. Did not uh, did not work if you played him. Uh, Darren Waller, I think we agree, is going to be popular at 5,600. Uh, he was 4 for 78 and six targets. He looked healthy. Most importantly, signed that contract on Saturday morning. I was actually in Vegas doing the uh, – 
NFFC primetime draft. And the guy next to me took Waller and he signed like four minutes later. I'm like, yeah, that, that worked. I think you got a, you got a happy tight end uh, right now. Kelsey smoked Arizona last week. Um, so I think a lot of people will be on that. I mean, we mentioned Kyle Pitts. I like Kyle Pitts again. I think I'm going to go back to him. Uh, maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment here, but I think at 5,400, uh, he's dropped in price. The talent at some point, the talent has to play out there. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, do you I like, do like do you, what, what about cheaper tight ends? Uh, what, what are you doing kind of in the three and 4,000 this week? And uh, I'm going to let you go. Cause I had Isaiah likely last week and he dropped a goose egg. It did not work. He was 2,500 at least, but did not work. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's going to be boring. The two guys we talked about, I'm going to use Albert O and some of my Broncos stacks. Yep. Uh, I'm going to play Higby if I play Stafford. Um, and I'm going to play Waller on some of my car teams. So I'm not, really looking at many other tight ends um other cheap guys that yeah i don't know i had these texans guys written down just because i was thinking about bronco stacks like if, if Revan jordan were to miss maybe you could take a chance on oj howard but i don't back know to, like, back to oj howard it feels like 2017 all yeah over. i don't think so that just seems like a trap i mean unless you just know he's going to be out there for more than 12 plays i don't know you got to give me something down here scott for sure. Um, I think that Pat Fryermuth works at 4,400, uh, really active. Uh, you know, we talked about how maybe Trubisky's hurting Deontay and, and George Pickens, but I think he works really well with Fryermuth. 10 targets last week, 5 for 75. Uh, Fryermuth led all tight ends in week one in target share, so I think that's a really good play. But the other guy I'd like to hear saves 1,000 from Fryermuth is actually Logan Thomas. We talked about the, the Washington-Detroit game, how – you know, it's a second highest over, and you got to find a piece in that game in here. I think Thomas might be my piece here. Uh, 3,400, he was he had six targets. It was his first game back from injury. Weren't surely sure how he looked. Uh, he played 62% of the plays. Really good sign there. He played 48 offensive snaps, three for 45. I think he's someone that not only can make a play in the middle of the field, but also will be targeted in the red zone if they get down there. Um, I really like Thomas at 3,400. I think if I'm going to yeah. save some money here. Um, so me, it's uh, it's Waller in my car stack, and then kind of Fryermuth and, and Logan Thomas. If I do on the lineups, I don't, uh, I'm not a glutton and play Kyle Pitts. That's the one Thomas. Yep. I'm going to play some Thomas. Thanks yeah. for that. I like that. Um, if you wanted to punt, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do it. Cause Isaiah likely hurt me here last week, but he had, he played 53% of the pass routes. He had two targets, no catches, but Juwan Johnson in new Orleans is 2,500 uh, this week. He had, uh, he had five targets last week. He ran a route on 80% of the saints dropbacks last week. So he was like out there a lot. He was two for 43. He's someone who used to be a wide receiver, I believe. So he's got some athleticism, not just a blocker. Um, Five targets last week. If you wanted to punt and you find yourself building a lineup, you're like, I just can't get cheaper elsewhere. I think Juwan Johnson, 2500, is a guy that uh, will catch a couple of balls, maybe score a touchdown and work out really well. But 2500, if I wanted to fully punt and save money, um, I play some Juwan Johnson this week in a lineup to, uh, to to kind of get the money elsewhere. If I if I was building that way. Yeah, yeah, you know that's. I'm glad you brought him up. That's hard to ignore, and he, I kind of I would like him with you know maybe just run it back with with Evans or you don't have to obviously he's 2500 but um i think um guys like him get a little bump if let's say Alvin Kamara's out i see Kamara yeah. hasn't practiced yet so that's like a few more little targets that are going to go for other sure. places and he's only 2,500. Yeah. Those are, those are two really good shouts for the cheap tight ends. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Juwan this week, but I'll probably go mostly Logan Thomas. I go cheap, but I think some Juwan, if I need to save a thousand dollars, that, that does matter. 
Uh, defense this week. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a lot right last week, but Miami defense really worked out uh, nicely. I enjoyed that uh, that fumble scoop and score. Uh, we mentioned earlier we never talk uh, chalk with defense, but I think Cincinnati at twenty two hundred is just going. You have to. We had to mention it earlier because they're going to be so popular. Obviously, the the price came out before Dak was ruled out and all that, so it's just kind of a freaky thing. But twenty two hundred against Cooper Rush, since he's a defense that can play too. It's not like we're playing. You know, not like we're playing a horrible defense here. 2200. So if you want to be different and you're in a tournament, everybody's got Cincy. Where else are you going this week if you want to be a little different on the, t- on the defensive side? For me, I'm probably just going to stay in the same price range. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to have some Jets against Jacoby Brissett. Yep. And I think I'm going to go right back to the Dolphins even uh, against Lamar. Um, I like sort of making the same lineup with the Bengals and then maybe just switching out the D to Jets or Dolphins D. Um, As we know, defenses are so variable, like one pick six, one bounce. And all of a sudden it's not like a, you know, not like you're swapping out a quarterback at the same price as a defense. And we just, as much as we know with a defense, it's one bounce. You just never know. Yep. Um, So then as far as like defenses above that, yeah, I think the either Patriots or Steelers would be fine. I don't know. I was hoping you had something, one of these expensive defenses maybe you liked or mid-range defense. So I, uh, you took one of mine with the Jets. I do really like the, I like that. I think the Jets are decent on D. You give me against Jacoby Brissett, I'll take that time. I'm afraid that Cleveland is going to run the ball 150 times with with Hunt and, and 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 Nick Chubb. So I don't like that as much, but I really like Pittsburgh. Um, 2,800. Did it last week with Miami against Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones is good. I don't think the New England offense is good. I think Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays is an utter disaster. They looked like a mess last week. And I bet on Miami last week. I'm, I, I don't know if I can bet on Pittsburgh. They're, they're kind of a tough bet this week coming off the win and Trubisky. But um, I like the Steelers' D. 2800, I think their D is really good, too. You saw with Burrow, they forced five turnovers last week. I know some of that was Burrow playing bad, but they really got after him. I know Cincinnati's line has been you know much maligned, but they kind of seem like they fixed it. Uh, clearly they didn't through week one. Pittsburgh was all over Burrow, especially early. I think under 3,000, I think on most lineups, I'm going to switch from uh, Cincy to Pittsburgh to get a little different, 600 more. And uh, I'm probably going to try and uh, try. I, I like to fade defensive chalk when I can. I think I, I assume that Dallas is going to go super in a shell and try and, you know, run Zeke, run Tony Powell, a lot of dump offs, a lot of balls to Schultz. Some, you know, some stuff to land, but I don't really think they're going to be like taking a lot of shots. I don't love that from a defense. Granted, they may shut out Cooper Rush. Maybe he's going to make some mistakes in the second half, but um, I think Dallas goes in a shell. I really like uh, Pittsburgh this week to give Mac Jones a lot of trouble. And you're giving me all the extra ideas that I need. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, you know, give me the Steelers too. I mean, they they gave Burrow fits. And I mean, like, what are they going to do to Mac Jones? And that offense is, that offense is not good. So yeah, g- give me the Steelers. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh can play defense still. They, who knows what happened in that offense? And it was you know last week was even though they won the game, their offense didn't look great. But man, they they can play some defense. Uh, if you were if you're going above three thousand, say you had some money here, you want to play one of these defenses. Uh, the 49ers are home against Seattle. Denver's home against Houston. The Browns are home against the Jets. Um, all in really you know good matchups on paper. Do you have a favorite in there if you want to spend some money on defense among the three? Yeah, I think I'd go with the 49ers. Uh, it's just a it's a their D-line's so good, and uh, the Seahawks have, like, the 29th-rated O-line. It was supposed to be one of the worst in the league coming into the season. Uh, it seems like a bounce-back spot for San Fran. Uh, I could see Geno Smith turning it over, so I'll go with the 49ers. What about you? It's a weird game because they the Niners' defense was utterly just 
killing the Bears offense. They were killing mm-hmm. Justin Fields. And he had that play where Eric Armstead kind of missed him and he threw all the way across the field. Both Hufunga and uh, Fred Warner kind of bit on the running back or the quarterback running and Dante Pettis is wide open. Of all people, the freaking Dante Pettis. <laughs> I, I every time he makes a mistake, I rip on him and he scores a sixty-yard touchdown. Like, and they just got weird after that. Like, they had some good field position. They scored. It was just like this weird snowball. But man, the Niners' defense was killing them the first half of that game. Um, Seattle starts two rookie offensive tackles. Um, I just, I mean, Nick Bosa, Armstead, Drake Jackson, Ebukan. I think they're just gonna, they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to be pissed off. I think they're tired of this week. They must have heard so much crap this week. They were. They, their defense gave up three straight scoring drives in the rain to Chicago, which is embarrassing. But Justin Fields had eight completed passes. It's not like the Bears were the Bears were doing a lot. They had some field position, a couple big plays. But I like the Niners against Seattle. I think that uh, I think they're going to have to. The defense line is going to have to dominate this game. Yeah, agreed. Again, weather. Uh, who knows what happens there? But if it rains a little bit, I don't, I, I'm just good playing a defense. Um, yeah, the other ones. I didn't love how the Broncos looked against Seattle, but they're, they're probably working against Houston and the Browns. No, and Jets. I, I like Davis Mills. Yeah, I think Davis Mills is, is serviceable. So I'm just uh, – if I had to go with one of the expensive ones, I think I'd probably go Pittsburgh uh, mostly. But uh, I'd probably jump up to the 49ers if I had to play – if I wanted to play one of these three to be, uh, be a little different on defense. Yeah, me too. Anything else on your mind for this slate? I feel like we've kind of hit it all. I feel like uh, – I feel better about it than I did when we started, which is always a good thing. Uh, chatting to usually uh, formulate some some good stuff in my head. Any, any other thoughts on, uh, on your mind before we jump out of here? Uh – no, I don't think so. It was nice. We were on the same page about pretty much everything. Yeah, I think. No, I think we covered it. Yeah. Any uh, you you uh, you going to the casino again this week to watch games? I think I am actually. You know what what happened was, so we always used to go to my same friend's house, and he finally moved out and got a new place, but he hasn't moved into there yet. So we had nowhere to watch the games because I have you know my little one and a half year old son here and he goes to sleep early and these games start at six and then they're at nine. And then my other buddy, his girl is actually pregnant. She's due in like a couple weeks, so we can't go there. So yeah, it looks like we're at the casino again, Scott. I assume the casino's open, open all night so you can watch games. It's it's great. And they, they have every game, you know, multiple channels with red zone, 20, 30 TVs, plenty of space. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. You're obviously for people to know you're in Europe. Do people are is like casinos like everybody watching games and fired up about football or mad people mad? Yeah, they're not, fired up because yeah, because you know it's one of the only places. You know, people aren't right. There's a lot of Americans there. Um, you know, it's people looking for NFL because yeah. it's not like it is here. So yeah, quite a few football fans and quite a few Americans. That's awesome. So cool. Well, I we appreciate everybody uh, jumping on and watching and listening to the the podcast as always. If you rate and review us, so we we'd appreciate that too. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good uh, DFS week, too. Hope you all have as much luck as uh, and success as Ryan did last week. So hopefully it's good for the podcast. Someone doing well here. We, uh, we love to see that. So hope everybody has a good week, too. We'll back at you next Friday morning for uh, week three. Hope everybody has a uh, fantastic weekend. Enjoy the games. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.